it's not just our horses in our lives, right? We have other things going on and it can put a lot of pressure on our emotional state. And that can drive a lot of the thoughts and beliefs that we're having. Welcome to the Healing Horses with Alicia podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Edwards. In this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about something that I think a lot of horse owners are going to relate to, and that is the importance of mindset. A lot of times when horse owners are faced with a difficult health challenge with their horses or any type of challenge, it can even be behavioral issues with their horse. There's a lot of emotions that come up for the horse owners, and there's actually very little support out there for horse owners that are going through that. And a good example of that would be horses going through chronic laminitis or some really chronic and serious health issues like COPD, PPID. It is not an easy situation to navigate. It's a journey with our horses. And there's a lot of emotions that can really drive our decision-making along that process. So I think it's a worthy topic to discuss. And just for all of you out there that are either going through this right now or have gone through it, that there is support there for you. Um, A lot of this is doing the personal work with ourselves, as you see, as I discuss this topic. But I think it is worth doing that because the work that you do here is obviously going to translate into all areas of your life. So mindset, whether we're talking about our horses and their journey or other areas of our life, really starts with thoughts, emotions, feelings, and beliefs. And so we have hundreds of thousands of thoughts in a day. I actually don't know what the exact number is, but there's a lot of them. And a lot of those thoughts translate into certain emotions. And for those of you that can just think of a thought that is got a lot of emotional charge to it, either from your past, your present, thinking about somebody that just really triggers you. We all know that that can really instigate a strong emotional response. And there's a lot of feelings that can come up just from one thought. If you think about it, like one thought can actually increase your blood pressure. That's how strong some of these emotions and feelings can be. And with all of that and all the feelings and emotions that we feel in a day coming from those thoughts, eventually there's beliefs that start to get created around a lot of the thoughts that we're having. So if we're going to relate that back to horses, an example would be, my horse is never going to get better. Your past experiences or your past observations with other horses around you or even what others have told you, it might lead you to believe that there's nothing that can be done for that horse. And that's just a thought. And when you have that thought, it leads to a lot of emotions and feelings inside of you that aren't, that don't feel good. They aren't good for us and they certainly aren't good for our horses. So those are all things that we need to be aware of is what thoughts are we having about our horse's health? So if your horse has got a new diagnosis or something that maybe surprised you and you just didn't see coming and you've got a lot of other things going on in your life too, I think that's also something we need to be aware of is it's not just our horses in our lives, right? We have other things going on and it can put a lot of pressure on our emotional state and that can drive a lot of the thoughts and beliefs that we're having. So how do your emotions and beliefs impact your horse? That's really what I'm talking about today so that you can just go out being more aware of how your horse is feeling, what they are getting from you and how your thoughts and feelings and beliefs are actually determining the course of their health. What is going to happen? How are they going to progress based on how you're feeling about the situation and the beliefs that you've created around it? So thoughts are a form of energy. You can even call emotions emotions, which are just energy in motion. So energy is everywhere. It's a part of every living thing on the planet. 
And our horses have really big energy fields and it spans a big distance. I've read reports where the energy of horses can span about 50 meters on either side. So thoughts, emotions, feelings lead to body language. And that's sort of the end result of some of the thoughts and feelings that we have because they create a lot of tension in our body maybe. Maybe they cause our shoulders to go up. But your horses read all that in the body language. But it is my opinion that horses read it way before it gets to the body language. I think they know it before they even see you in the morning. That's just how sensitive they are. And with that body language, so if we're getting up in the morning and let's say we have a horse in a laminitic state and we there's a lot of worry around it, not knowing what's going to happen and you just hate seeing them in pain every day. And so we're thinking in the morning already, if my horse isn't walking, it's just going to ruin my day. You know, that that's just what horse owners tell me. Like they determine what kind of day I'm going to have just by how they're walking in the morning. So it leads to certain behaviors in us when we have that concern and your horses see it. So if you go out there going, you're just never going to get better. I don't know how to help you. Your horse goes, okay, I guess I'm never going to get better. You're right away setting an intention for them and a path. We have to be really aware on not just the thoughts we're having, but how they're influencing our body language and our behavior. And how is your horse receiving all of that? What signals are they getting? And what are they feeling about their situation? So our thoughts, emotions, and feelings have a direct impact on your horse's health and well-being and their ability to recover. So before I get into the mindset tips, I did want to talk about the difference between low vibration emotions and high vibration emotions and how ultimately they affect the healing process. So when we're talking about low vibration emotions, these are emotions that are not conducive to healing. They actually cause the energy field or the biofield to shrink. And that's not what we want for healing. For healing, we want energy to be big. We want vitality to be strong. And we want to be able to communicate through those energy fields that to our horses that, yes, you are going to get better. That's part of setting intention. So with low vibration emotions, though, we know that a lot of this leads to stress and stress depresses immunity in us. It causes inflammation. And it also causes us to behave in ways that we normally wouldn't behave in, which also is going to affect the relationship and connection with your horse. Those emotions include fear and worry. So those are the two most common ones that I see when horse owners are trying to guide their horses back to good health from laminitis or PPID, navicular, a lot of different soundness issues can cause a lot of fear and worry. And it's just fear of the unknown, not sure what's going to happen. Fear that you're not doing the right thing. Fear that you're going down the wrong path. Fear of what people are going to think of you if you don't go down the path that everybody else is on. There's a lot of those emotions that get wrapped up within us uh, that ultimately affect our horses. Anger is another one. Horse owners can be angry, you know, especially if they spend a lot of time and a lot of money. It's a huge emotional and financial investment sometimes uh, that we put into our horses because we don't want to give up on them. And then sometimes to find out that maybe you got led down the wrong path and all that money was wasted. And, you know, there's a lot of things that come up there too uh, in certain situations. Um, other emotions include jealousy. Another one that comes up particularly in the healing uh, that horse owners come forward with is shame and guilt. Uh, those two are kind of intertwined. And they come up for horse owners mostly because 
they once they start learning and they're gaining more knowledge and they try a different approach and they're starting to actually get some traction with it, they can get to a place where it's going backwards a little bit just because they start going, if only I had have known, if only I had have made these changes sooner. If only I had have listened to this particular person or article sooner. And so sometimes we kind of go backwards ourselves because we like to beat ourselves up sometimes or sometimes shame if it didn't work out and you feel like you caused it and your horse just isn't getting better or sometimes worst case scenario where you have to let your horse go. And a lot of horse owners will blame themselves. They'll blame other things too. Um, so blame's another one that kind of goes with the shame and guilt. But I can tell you that doesn't serve any horses in your future. It certainly doesn't serve your horse now if you're going through one of these situations. It's really important to just put that in the past and know that you put in the time to learn and be informed. And now we're going to do something different in the future. And just know that your horse forgives you. Horses are so forgiving. They understand. And a lot of times we make it worse for them than what they feel. So it's really important to keep that in check for yourselves too. And another emotion that's a pretty low vibe emotion that certain horse owners will go through is grief. They can be going through grief because they've lost a horse or another animal, or maybe they're not over the grief from a long time ago and an experience they had with having to let their horse go. There can be grief because they've lost a family member as well, or somebody close to them. And that can really affect horses too. They take a lot of that on for you. And horses experience grief very deeply. It's one of the emotions that horses can really manifest physiologically. So I see a lot of horses that have had losses themselves from herd mates or other horses or sometimes humans, somebody they're really connected to, and they go through a period of grief. They feel it very deeply and it can actually trigger colic episodes and laminitic episodes as well. Um, the body just gets very inflamed from the stress. So those are the low vibration emotions with some examples of situations that trigger them that we really want to be aware of and deal with if we're going to be successful in taking our horses to good health and doing it in a way where we're not suffering and torturing ourselves throughout the process. High vibration emotions, on the other hand, are love. We love our horses. So that's a great place to stay in. Joy, just being joyful around your horses. You know, we all have horses because we love how they make us feel. We love the connection they bring to our lives. So staying really focused and grateful about that love and joy that they bring to our lives is important and a really positive thing to focus on. Peace. So we all want more peace in our lives. And when we're working through health challenges with our horses, there sometimes cannot be a lot of peace because we've got a lot of things going on in our mind. It's triggering some unhealthy emotions and our, we just never get a rest emotionally. So just trying to find those peaceful moments and being really grateful for them is a great place to be. Acceptance. Acceptance is really important in a lot of these situations because we want to just accept where we are. You know, there's no point in going back into the past, woulda, coulda, shoulda. We are where we are. Your horse is where they are. The health condition is where it's at. The best and most positive thing you can do for both you and your horse is to accept that and move on. Now put all that energy and emotion into creating positive experience going forward, which is also going to help you make better decisions. Being inspired. We all want inspiration in our lives. There's a ton of things we can tap into online and different podcasts and listening to different thought leaders. Find those things that bring the best out in you and what inspires you to do better, know more, 
it's going to translate into your relationship with your horse and the decisions you make for them. And the more you know, and the more you learn, the more empowered you're going to be about that and the more inspired you're going to be to do it. Confidence. Confidence is a really important thing or characteristic to have in all areas of your life. And it's also one that I find impacts the health journey of our horses the most. Because a lot of horse owners don't have the confidence to make decisions and say, I know I'm doing the right thing. I'm committing to this and I'm just going to do what it takes. And a lot of horse owners, if they're not confident in what they're trying to accomplish or the approach they're trying to take, there's a lot of waffling that starts to happen and the horse picks up on it. So one day they're making this decision and you're going in this direction And then you lose confidence because they're not responding in 72 hours. So you switch gears and and go in an opposite direction and you make a different decision. This is hard on your horses. It's hard on yourself too. So doing things that really help build your confidence. And one of the best ways to do that is learning, uh, gaining knowledge, gaining insight, and really being sure about what you know and how you're going to implement it. It really does make a big difference for your horses. So the first mindset tip that I want to talk about is don't catastrophize the situation. And we're all guilty of this without a doubt. When something goes sideways with your horse or they get a diagnosis, we all focus on all the possible worst case scenarios. Some horse owners will even start planning euthanasia before they even get the test results back. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Just stay in the present moment. Stay where you're at with it. Your horse needs you to do that before making a lot of assumptions based on very little information or knowledge. And think about all the outcomes you do want instead of what we don't want. And it's just a natural human tendency to think about all the things we don't want. Like we don't want ACTH levels to be high. We don't want a diagnosis for insulin resistance. We don't want laminitis. And sometimes those words just in itself actually create a certain belief around that that really determines demise. And and so we have to be really careful about the emotions attached to some of these words, because in most cases, they're usually associated with something that you've heard, experienced, or a certain perspective of somebody else. And it has very little to do with your present situation with the horse you're working on. So don't catastrophize the situation. Instead, set clear intentions on the outcome you want. And remember that energy goes where intention goes. So if you're trying to create or manifest a certain outcome and you want to use our energy to do that, so using our thoughts, emotions, and beliefs, that means that you've got to set clear intentions and direct that energy where it needs to go. Mindset number two, and this is really important, you should write this down. Don't make emotional decisions. Instead, make informed decisions. If I look back at my life, I can probably say I have not made any decisions that have been good or positive when I'm feeling really emotional. And it doesn't matter what the emotional is. It's if there's an emotional charge to that situation, I am probably not going to make the best decision. And the other point to that is we usually like to make decisions quick because we're trying to relieve the pressure. We're trying to relieve the situation and we just want to get back to a place of comfort. And so we make decisions in haste instead of just sitting with it for a minute, getting grounded, getting connected with ourselves and also with our horses, and then moving forward with a better decision. So when our emotions rise and we're feeling a big emotional charge about something, and maybe it has nothing to do with your horses, maybe it's more about something else in your life, 
your IQ drops. And that's a fact. So when your emotions are high, you are thinking less. You're using your mind less. And so that's why rarely do we make good decisions when we're feeling really emotional. So never let your emotions overpower your intelligence. Emotional intelligence is a really important aspect of guiding our horses back to good health. There's a lot of benefits that come with it in our own lives, but also with our horses, of course. And part of that is gaining self-awareness. When we're emotionally intelligent, we also have to be aware of where we're at with our emotional state, what our triggers are, what our default emotional response is to stress. That's a very important thing to know for ourselves because then when you kind of feel yourself falling back into it, you can remind yourself, like this happens every time and I'm not doing it this time. So this happens, you know, if horses that are laminitic, for example, and they have, you know, it's never chronically laminitic all year round. In a lot of cases, they go through episodes where they get worse, they get better, they get worse, they get better. And it does take us on an emotional roller coaster. So we really want to make sure that we're aware of our own emotions and not letting our horses drag us through that roller coaster. Instead, you set the pace, you set the tone for how your emotional state is going to be because your horse will feed on that and they will look at you like more of an emotional leader. Emotional intelligence also helps improve decision-making skills and reduces stress, which means it's better for your health. It's better for your horse's health because they're not trying to take that on for you. And my last point on this mindset tip is to be really clear about what belongs to your horse and what belongs to you. And sometimes we start projecting a lot of our emotional state onto our horses instead of just looking at what's coming from us. Like what kind of past traumas, triggers, emotional state, what's coming up for you that is creating this certain perspective about your horse? Because in a lot of cases, back to mindsets, Tip number one about catastrophizing, we do make it a lot worse than it is sometimes. And that's just us projecting some of our stuff onto our horses. Horses are very emotionally intelligent, so they know. They know what you're going through. And it also kind of, they're always coming from a place of service. They want to help you out. They will take on your stress, your anger, your grief, your frustration. They will do all of that for you. And if they're already trying to work through a chronic or serious health problem, it is not helping them to do that. So making sure that you're responsible for where you're at with your emotional state can go a long ways to helping them feel better. Mindset tip number three is to be your horse's emotional leader. So I referred to this already, but don't let your horses take you on an emotional roller coaster based on what kind of day they're having. I work with a lot of horses every year with a variety of different health challenges. But one good example of this is some of those immune type issues like COPD, allergies, things like that, where there's flare-ups. On the road to recovery, it is never a flat trajectory to good health. There is always ups and downs that go with that. That's just part of the healing process. It's what the body has to go through. So it's important that when your horse has those bad days, don't sink with them. In fact, what they need you to do is rise, rise higher than you normally would so that you can just go out there with some emotional strength and say, you're going to do better. Tomorrow's going to be a better day and this is how we're going to do it. So make sure that you don't let your environment determine your emotional health. Horses want a leader. They are prey animals which means they're always looking for leadership, safety, and security. So they want consistency, they want clarity, and they want security. So 
you have to be consistent with your emotional health. You have to be consistent with your response and your reactions to them. And some of the best and most successful uh, recoveries that I've seen or health transformations, it is because the horse owner makes a decision and they are committed to that decision and they are consistent. Every single day they go out there, even when it's hard, even when they're self-doubting a little bit, which happens all the time, it's okay to self-doubt, but they still go out there and say, you're going to get better, right? This is just one day. Tomorrow's a new day. And it is those horse owners that get the biggest and most successful recoveries um, over a period of time. When you have a horse that's struggling with a lot of chronic health issues, they're not going to get better in 72 hours. Usually, they've been in the state of health and being for many years leading up to the diagnosis sometimes. So expecting them to make a transformation in three days is not realistic. So we always want to be realistic with the goals we set out for them and for ourselves. But what you do want to see is you want to see improvement on say, like check in at three months, like, are they better today than they were three months ago? That's really where you can tell. And then you'll look back and say, wow, like, he did have some bad days in there. But look at us today. And that happens all the time. So just making sure that you just stay really clear in your mind about what you want to have happen. So your horse gets that clarity too. They also want security, knowing that you've got it. You've got it. You're going to figure this out for them. They can see it in your body language and they're like, okay, I'm coming. I'm going to come and I'm going to do what you say. What really doesn't help them and can actually be a huge factor in obstacle in their progress is instability. So you're not emotionally stable. You're, and maybe it's other things that are going on in your life at the same time. So they never know what they're going to get on a day to day basis, but they worry. If they see worry and fear and all of those things in your energy field, that's how they're going to feel because they're thinking, well, if you don't know, how am I supposed to know? If you can't protect me, how am I going to feel safe? So those are all things that we want to be aware of. Indecision. So I talked about indecision already. They need leadership and that comes with good, solid decision making. So we really want to make sure that we're not coming from a place of indecision from day to day to day and switching sort of trajectories on them all the time, taking different approaches on a weekly basis. It's hard for their bodies to follow that too. They don't like stress. So I talked about that. They can read stress a mile away. They can actually smell it. Um, they can smell fear and stress coming. So that makes them very worried. And when your horses are in a state of stress, it suppresses the immune system. It causes inflammation. It can put them into a catabolic state where they're actually breaking down tissue over a long period of time. So we really want to make sure that when we're guiding our horses to recovery, we are keeping their stress low. And if that means skipping a day at the barn to look after your own emotional health, that's going to go way further for them than showing up in a huge state of stress and tense. They can see it in your body language. And now they're just worried. So... If you are ready to dive into the world of holistic horse health and all it has to offer, I invite you to join me for my 12-week online signature program, Healing Horses Zairway. This program only runs once per year, and I'm excited to announce the doors are now open to welcome the class of 2024. Registration is now open. Inside, you'll learn how to formulate natural health programs using diet, lifestyle, single nutrients, herbs, and homeopathic remedies. And this course will also empower you with the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions and take charge of your horse's health. 
If you want to learn more or you're ready to register, you can look in the show notes for the links. There's one link that will take you to a page to learn more about the program and how it's run. And the other link is just to get registered right away. I can't wait to welcome you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you get a ton out of it, especially if you are currently going through a journey with a horse health condition. You can always come back to this and re-listen as many times as you want. Have a good day and we'll see you next time. Thank you.